We interrupt this broadcast to bring you an important update. Charlie has changed his mind on something. 24 hours ago, I had a guest on the live stream last night, and the link to the video is below, and I urge you to watch it if you haven't. It's probably one of the most important interviews I've ever done on this channel. I'm about to play you the two-minute part of it, which is what's changed my mind. But I have always said there's no danger in revealing to an estate agent the entirety of your budget to show that you can afford and therefore you are a proceedable serious buyer. I've always, always stressed that you should do this. You should show that you've got, even if it's more than you need for the property, because you control what you offer. And so it doesn't matter if you've got more than you need, because you decide what your maximum offer is, no one else. During the course of last night's, I'm just gonna play this clip first because it just blew my mind a bit. And I've got lots to say about it, but this shouldn't be more than a 10 minute video. But to begin with, let me just play you this clip from last night's video, it's about two minutes. Listen carefully. This is Ash Borland, who was a former estate agent and then a mortgage broker within a corporation discussing the conflict of interest and how it can lead to agents abusing the situation of an in-house broker, leading to buyers overpaying, which is what I'm against. Here, here we have it. One moment, it's just coming up, one sec. Yeah. You've got the card. I've already done that. You get the card. I mean, that's whole. Th I I don't think this is like a very unpopular opinion. I don't think that, and they'll never change. But I don't think that the brokers and the estate agents should be affiliated. I don't. I really. I think that it's a massive conflict of interest from from working with like two hundred advisors one to one, like myself in marketing, and as well as being in that. I just it is absolutely a conflict of interest to sit in a morning meeting, because if you think about it, the way I think about it is. The agent, the agent's job is to work for the seller. And I think that's so important that, that people who are buyers need to understand that more than anything else. They never really, I, I, you'd get people on the phone and say, what's the bottom they take? They say the house is 250. And they say, what's the, what's the lease they take? This is like here, but like, yeah, I'll see. And they go, I know they take 250 for it. And they go, yeah. no, but come on. Go, well, yeah, 250. And I'm like, and I remember thinking, you know, at the time, like you have to understand. And then they go, well, "What's the best?" You like, "Well, if it was, if the shoe was on the foot, would you want me to say?" Oh, but you know, yeah, probably take two thirty for it. But at the same time, the broker should be working for you. So if you're a, if you are a buyer, the broker is your representation. And I think when you see that in these large corporates or anyone who has in-house mortgage advice. There's, I know there's difference, by the way, from having like in-house mortgage advice and then having a, a referred partner we work with who's independent. That's different because they're, they're not connected. They can't share due to GDPR. But yeah. when these in-house ones, in morning meetings, like what is discussed in these meetings is how much can Mr. and Mrs. Smith actually borrow? Mm. And then you go, and you're trained and or, as you said, your job to go, well, they've offered, say, 200, but they can probably go to 280, really. And these discussions are happening all the time. They can go to 280, you know, if they, you know, and then, and so then what's happening is the, which is so funny with this is that the, the branch managers who are unregulated, and if they are the one out of the nine, then wicked, they'll, they'll be like, I don't want to know. But if they're the other nine who see, great, we can get them up. We can get them up. And what, and I used to always argue this when they 
Okay. I have been naive. And that video goes on last night to explain in more detail about how these large corporate agents with in-house brokers will actually turn down offers, not even communicate offers to sellers if the offers don't come through uh, a buyer who's got a mortgage from in-house. They, they, they are more worried about getting... Now, I, I'm aware that this has happened, but it just crossed the line a bit further for me last night because listen to what he said. The agent works for the seller and the mortgage broker works for the buyer. Right? The mortgage broker is acting on behalf of the buyer, but sitting in the same office as the person who's acting on behalf of the seller, working for the same corporation, and the in-house broker is revealing in a morning meeting how much they actually could borrow, and therefore we can get the buyer to go up. Now, I have said, and, and it was Emma Anderson on last night's um, video, and I apologize to her. And then there's also uh, the chap on X who calls himself a young pretender who I've had very heated exchanges with about how it's okay to reveal the extent of your finances to agents. And I've now had my mind changed because whenever I said that, that advice, which is it's okay to reveal the full extent of your finances to an agent, it's because I have always felt that it's okay because I am in control as the buyer of how much I offer. But of course, the truth is that many, many buyers, especially first-time buyers, will easily get manipulated, railroaded, and steamrolled into overpaying. Especially when you've got an in-house broker telling the agent, yeah, they could borrow more. They, they, they could, based on all the financial information they revealed to me, they could borrow more. Okay, so what do you do then? What do you do? Now, first of all, I want to say that there are times when you really can do this. And if you're going to view a house that's on the market with a small independent agent who does not have an in-house broker, and you feel that that agent is not a shark, then it, it's when it's in your interests to reveal the extent of your financial circumstances so that you can show you're proceedable is if you're competing with other buyers and maybe you providing that proof makes your offer more attractive to other buyers who maybe don't have that proof. Okay, so there are scenarios where it makes sense to reveal your full extent of your finances. And there are agents who will simply take that as, okay, I can now confirm to the seller that you are proceedable. And where you're dealing with agents who are not acting under corporate guidance, which is always to stretch them to overpay, I still think it's safe to do that. Now, if you, on the other hand, are going into a large corporate estate agency office as a first-time buyer, then you are in danger. You are definitely in danger of being tricked and manipulated into overpaying, and you should be more wary. And this is where I think, first and foremost, you must not use the in-house broker, even if the in-house broker is a good person and, and there's, they're actually because they're, because of the inherent conflict of interest. If they recommend you use an external independent broker, that's less dangerous. They're not sitting in the same office sharing information that they shouldn't be sharing. But if they're using an in-house broker where literally they can just talk to each other across the room, 
about how much money so-and-so can borrow, you should not use that broker. And I did a post on X today about how to answer the question when the agent said to you, so can I get you over to come over here and have a chat with our in-house broker? The answer should be no. I'm sorry, no. I don't want to because your in-house broker is a conflict of interest for you because you, the agent, work for the seller. Your in-house broker works for me. And you guys sharing information is not in my best interests. So either, this is why I always recommend you must go, when you go viewing, you should go viewing armed with a decision in principle from an independent broker that you have chosen independently before you start viewing. Now, there are some mortgage brokers who go, oh, look, go and find a property you want to buy and come back to when you found one. That's not the broker you want because that broker is not understanding that they are there to protect you from overpaying. So you want to find an independent broker that says, yeah, I, I, this, this makes sense. If you are really serious about buying somewhere, let's make sure that you know what you can afford so that you can go out viewing and offering armed with the confidence and the knowledge of what you can offer and that you will not be tricked into something by the agent. Okay, so do not go with in-house brokers of the agents selling the properties that you're interested in. Number one. Next question is, okay, but Charlie, what happens when that when that that um, unscrupulous corporate agent says, oh, I'm really, really sorry, we can't show you, we can't do a viewing without knowing that you've got your finances are procedural. So that's why you must talk to our in-house guy. That is the point at which you say, in which case you can talk to my broker, talk to my broker on the phone, or I'll get, a, I'll get an email from my broker so that you've got an independent regulated broker confirming they have verified that I am able to borrow and proceed. Okay, now you must have that because otherwise the agent does have legitimate grounds for saying we must check your procedure before we want to show you the property, right? Because in some circumstances, it is reasonable for the agent to ask to verify your borrowing capacity and your actual budget. That is not, this is why it's so nuanced and subtle. There are times when it's okay for an agent to ask that. But you don't want the agent to be asking that if it's because they've got an in-house broker. And you must get yourself, if you're a serious buyer, you must get yourself lined up with a decision in principle before you go out viewing. But only if you really are serious about buying when you when you do have. Because what to be fair to brokers, what they don't want is someone creating work for the broker up front when actually you're so far away from buying something because you just don't know what you want and you haven't really made your mind up and you're not really sure where you want to live. I get that that can be a waste of time for brokers, but if you've done your research and you are sure where you want to live and you are sure you want to proceed, if you can get a property for the right price, get a broker. Get your decision in principle up front. And then when a corporate agent pressures you into saying, talk to my in-house broker, if you've already got a decision in principle, like one that's improved, involved a credit check, it really is a proper thorough decision in principle, you should push back against that agent saying no. You are forcing me and you are pressuring me into talking to a broker I don't want to when I've already got it. And that's conditional selling and it's illegal and I'm uncomfortable with you doing it. So I want to know your grounds for declining my viewing when I have showed you my proceedability. It's awkward to be there and the agents won't like it when you push back, but you must because this is such a big decision and you cannot allow yourself to be railroaded and manipulated into their processes. If you've got your decision in principle, you must push back against this and say, I'm very happy for you to call my broker. I've got the email from my broker. And perhaps if your broker is local, you get them to come in. Like Ash said on the video last night, he would go in with a client to say, hi, I'm their broker. Yeah, they can afford this property. Without revealing that maybe you could, you, you could borrow more. 
And if you're talking to the agent and wanting to do a viewing and they're saying not without a, not without talking to a broker, then say, I will come back to you. I'm sorry. I won't use your in-house one. It's a conflict of interest. I will go and talk to another independent broker first and then come back. So that is the change in my advice. That in those circumstances where you are being pressured to be using an in-house broker to arrange finance on a property being sold by that agent in whose office the broker is sitting, you must say no. That's a conflict of interest for the agent, sorry, the seller's representative to be sitting in the same office as the buyer's representative is a conflict of interest and I'm not going to do it. For the same reason, you shouldn't use that estate agent's uh, in-house referred conveyances either. You should get your own conveyancing re uh, representation before um, or, or decline, politely decline to use their in-house one, okay, and get your own one. Now, that's the first point. And the second point, sorry, blimey, 13, I can really ramble, can't I? The other point is this, is as a seller, I mean, I've, I've heard a couple of these anecdotes, but now it's making more sense. I have not had much, in my 25 years of dealing with estate agents as a client, I have fortunately not had to deal with this level of unscrupulous behavior. I've seen it. I've come close to it, but I've, but I've, but I've, I've actually not, thankfully, not gone down that road. If you are a seller, you must make sure. Sorry, if you are a seller and you have instructed one of these agents, or you have been signed up and in, into a long sold agency agreement by one of these large volume corporate um, estate agents, you must make certain that they are not withholding viewings or withholding offers because they want those buyers to use their in-house mortgage breaking. And this is what I discovered is definitely happening. They're less concerned about selling your house than they are about selling a mortgage. All right. And they don't mind keeping your house on the shelf for months and months and months because every single buyer that comes in without a mortgage inquiring about your house will be signed up to their in-house mortgage broker. And it's just all clicking into place now. I've been wondering, like, how does the financial model work for these agents to just sign up loads of sellers and have probably sitting on the shelf that they don't sell? Because they're converting all these buyers into mortgage, mortgage leads. And not only that, they are selling your home, if you're the seller, only to buyers that come through in-house, their in-house broker, even if other buyers are offering more. So not only should you not sign up with these agents because they've signed you into a long-sale agency contract, but also because they're not actually that interested in selling your house. You are just the sprat to catch the mackerel of the mortgage leads. And bear in mind that some of these, the country's largest estate agency is wholly owned by a mortgage lender. So if you do sign up with one of these estate agents, and you have signed up with one of these estate agents, make sure you give them an email. And actually, I've put an email on X, and I put it on my website, and I put it on YouTube. I did a YouTube post with it as well. Explicitly stating to the estate agent that you want to be notified of every viewing request that they turn down and every offer that they receive, whether it's verbal or in writing, and that they are not to decline any offers from you or on your behalf. You need to explicitly state in writing an email, please confirm that you will forward us any and all offers on this property. And please confirm that you will not decline any viewings without telling us why. Because this is happening. 
and houses are being sat there unsold. And you look at how much property is sitting on the market unsold with these guys. Scratch your head going, don't they want to sell these properties? Actually, every extra day your property sits on the shelf with these guys is another day that they're getting some poor sucker signed up to a mortgage. So, and, and yeah, I mean, I knew this was happening to some extent. I hadn't, it was like the light dawned, the penny dropped last night talking to Ash. They're making so much money from selling mortgages that they don't care if they don't sell your house. They're making so much money from selling mortgages and conveyancing that they don't care if they don't sell your house. They don't care if they sell it for undervalue. It just doesn't matter. So this common thing that's being done now is buyers being told by these agents, our vendor has insisted that all offers must come through our in-house broker because they want it all being managed under one roof. And I had a conv- uh, um, another mortgage broker confirm that on last night's live stream in the live chat, that he's hearing that all the time, that his buying clients are being told by estate agents, oh, you must go through because the vendor hasn't. And this is not true. And if you're a buyer and you hear that from an agent, you need to ask to see evidence of that because you've been made aware that this is being said a lot of the time when it's not true. And you must ask them to confirm it in writing. And if you doubt it, you must then put something through the, the seller's letterbox saying, the agent's telling me that they won't inst- they let me view a property or put an offer on it. And so I've gone through the in-house broker, but I've already got a broker and I've already got an approved mortgage offer and I'm trying to make an offer and they won't let me. We've got to stop these sharks leaving sellers hanging out to dry on the shelf, unsold, so that they can sell mortgages. We've got to stop the sharks. We've got to stop it, guys. Right, that's all I wanted to say. Um, um, look, AM says... It doesn't make sense to me. 3% commission on a 280 grand property is 84. No one's getting 3% commission. <laughs> I don't know where people think that. There are agents mostly between like 0.75%, 1%. I mean, the best agents are getting 1.5%, maybe 1.5% plus VAT, but no one's getting over 2% unless they're really, really, really lucky uh, or really actually, <laughs> no one's doing that, okay? These agents are, and especially the large corporates, these agents are signing instructions up at 0.75%, 0.8% plus 50, maybe 1%, okay? And they lock you into a six-month contract. So why would they sell it sooner? If they keep your property on the shelf for six months, they're selling mortgages to everyone that inquires about your property. Then they don't need to sell it till it comes to the end. Then they'll say, right, now drop the price. Then, then, then they'll try and get it sold and get your fee as well. Um, so guys, that was the purpose of this video. I'll wrap it up. It's already gone much longer than I want it to be, but please make sure you pay attention to this, uh, especially if you're a buyer, but also if you're a seller, you, you, you're being stitched up like kippers, all of you going through these large corporate agents and wondering why you're being railroaded or left on the shelf for months. Um, any questions, let me know. Look forward to hearing from you and, uh, I'll see you on the next one. Thanks guys. Bye-bye. Sorry, one last point, very importantly, if you don't have a broker, um, I've got brokers that I have handpicked because I trust them uh, who can get you what you need so that you can go viewing and offering armed the proper offer down there, mhwc.co.uk slash mortgage. That's where you can talk to my brokers.
All right, guys. Thanks a lot. Have a great evening. I've got to go. I'm late. See you on the next one. Bye-bye.